Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Live from Smitty1.com Studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? I'm your man, Smitty. You are watching the Fantasy Football Show, and you're not, your eyes aren't fooled right now. They're not fooling you. CeeDee Lamb grew a half an inch and 10 pounds over the offseason, which which is crazy. <laughs> what? What? Are you like what's going on here? This is this is like one of those things where you go off to military school or you go off to uh, to boot camp or something and you come back and you grow like a half an inch or an inch. This this kid is well past that point of where like you're 18, you leave the house, you come back at 19, you grow a good inch or two your, your freshman, sophomore year in college. It happened to me. I grew a whole inch, inch and a half when I got into college. I was six foot. I grew to six foot, six foot and a quarter, six foot and a half. I grew to six, two and some change in my freshman year. This, this is a grown man and he grew a half, a half inch in the off season. And people are worried about lamb season. Don't be don't be worried about lamb season. Lamb season is in full effect. This kid is gonna explode. It's CD Lamb season. This is crazy news. He's bigger. <laughs> He's stronger. He's faster. He's CD Lamb. He can do anything. As can you. Uh, but yeah, big year coming. Mari Cooper is in Cleveland. Um, I I like this Tolbert kid. This rookie Tolbert is pretty impressive and. I don't trust Gallup. I do love Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is about to have a top five tight end season in 2022. Mark it down. Get ready for it. It's coming. I'm here for it. You're here for it. Dalton Schultz season. Uh, CD Lamb season. Tony Pollard season. The Cowboys are going to be quite exciting in 2022 because there, there's a lot of, there's still a, a lot of weaponry to go around in, in Dallas. People think, oh, uh, Cooper's gone, so that that means Dak's going to be a little bit down. Uh, Zeke Elliott is is on the verge of collapse and dissolving into into and withering into a, an old man. So we're we're thinking the Dallas Cowboys, the most potent offense last year in the NFL, is going to fizzle away and and get dumbed down because Cooper's gone. Zeke's on his at his end. No, no, because C.D. Lamb's going to absorb a ton. Dalton Schultz is going to absorb a ton. Even if the the Cowboys offense produce a little bit lesser stats, it doesn't matter. They're all getting spoon-fed a ton of, of work and usage. So I fully expect Lamb to have a big boy a big boy season. You know, he's he's going to have one of those I don't know, 13 1400 yard seasons with 12 to 15 touchdowns. You know, over 100 receptions. I really believe he's going to have that kind of year. I was a little early on CeeDee Lamb. Um, I admit, you know, I think he still did okay considering. I think people were very down on his 2020 
one season. It wasn't like he busted. He had a couple games where we're like, okay, CeeDee Lamb is here. He has arrived. Then he had a couple games where he didn't do well. Then he'd have a good game. Like, he didn't perform to the degree we wanted. Like, let's be honest. Smitty was disappointed. I had big expectations. The expectations I have again this year were the same ones I had last year. Um, and, And with Cooper gone, it just feels like more solidified. But I don't believe that just because Cooper's gone... Now defenses are going to focus on CeeDee Lamb. Number one, this team needs to use him in the slot. And yes, that's right, uh, Lawrence. CeeDee Lamb to the moon. In fact, we'll punch the... We'll give him a moonshot. Moonshot Lamb! To the moon. To the moon, baby. Um, CeeDee Lamb... Everyone thinks, oh, he's going to be double teamed. He's going to be shut down. No, Amari Cooper's a bad thing. No. This man, this man is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in the slot. Uh, Cooper, Cut, Cooper Cup is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in the slot. When you're in the slot, you can't really get double teamed um, the way that other wide receivers can. You move all around the field, and it makes it tougher defenses to key on you. On top of that, you've got Lamb, yes, number one wide receiver. Defenses know he's coming, but if you use him in the slot, you can't really double team him. Uh, very much, but even if you knew he's coming, you got Dalton Schultz, you got Tony Pollard, you got this Tolbert kid, you still have Elliott kind of in existence, right, out there just commanding attention, this is a good team that can spread the ball around, stretch things out, there's no reason CeeDee Lamb can't uh, elevate all the way to the moon, if not to Pluto, if not to Neptune, Um, as far as we know, Neptune is the furthest planet from the sun, or from the earth, uh, no, yeah, from the sun and the earth and <laughs> and and the moon. Um, but but the bottom line is uh, Pluto is getting kind of discarded because it's a dwarf planet. But technically, Pluto is the furthest uh, 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 spatial object that revolves around the sun. And so I kind of tend to lean Pluto when I'm throwing out the furthest of the furthest things that we can we can come across. So. To Pluto, everybody. CD Lamb, my drink's empty. Cheers to CD. On his way to Pluto in 2022. Drink up. Cooper. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cup League, we are going to be talking about the Cooper Cup League. We have, I think, two or three spots left. I think I had four on the graphic, but it's two or three spots left. We're kicking this draft off. 96 players in this draft. All in one division fighting for total points. But no, you're not going to have a dumbed-down team of nobodies. Eight copies of every player is in the player pool. All you have to do is super chat 20 bucks before the spots are gone. You can try it tomorrow if there are any spots left. Um, I gave out, uh, or I had one or two people reach out uh, on Instagram to try and get in because they couldn't super chat in time last last uh, show. But if you want in that 96-team league, We've got all kinds of amazing prizes. We have um, this amazing um, fantasy Super Bowl ring that's customized 
Um, you can see my name right on there. You get yours customized. It's a very heavy-duty Super Bowl ring. This thing looks like a Super Bowl ring. It shines like a Super Bowl ring. It is designed to mirror a Super Bowl ring. So if you want one of these bad boys, you got to get first in the 96-team Cooper Cup 2022 League. It has a couple spots left. Eight copies of every player in the player pool. We're doing it live. We're starting June 1. The draft is literally going to take probably one to two months, depending on how quick everybody is. There's a one-hour timer. It's off at midnight to 6 in the morning. you got to pre-rank if you're not going to be constantly around. But if you're not in this league, you're going to be so mad at yourself because we're talking about it all year. This isn't the door leagues where we address it at the end of the year. We'll be pulling the standings up. It's all one division. Very easy to screen share and do screenshots and constantly talk about who's in first place, who's in second place, who's on their way to getting the first place prize, which, yeah, is the ring, but also an autographed Jerry Rice and uh, uh, Joe Montana Hall of Fame red full-size Niner helmet. That's going to first place, among other things, like a trophy smack monster trophy that's like this tall. It's going to be an amazing, fun league. There should be more prizes. Those are all going to first place. Um, Second place, who knows what we're going to do. We're going to have a co-host of the show, Order66 wants in. Order, uh, DM me on Instagram right now. Order66 is in the league. He wants to get burrowed. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Get burrowed. Get burrowed. Um, Cooper Cup League, yeah, we'll talk more about it at the end of the show. Appreciate order, jumping in, grabbing one of the final spots left. There should be two more left. Uh, Drop a super chat. Calvin, Calvin says, love the show. Calvin, the show loves you, my guy. The show loves you, pal. Uh, Smitty, don't forget Haley's comment once every 86 years. Is that coming back right now, Ricky? What's going on? What's going on with the Haley's comment? Ayuk to the moon. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he could. I mean, Ayuk, Debo, uh, Gray. To the moon. Moonshots. We'll give him a moonshot. If you want to request a moonshot, I will throw somebody to the moon. Just give me a bunch of moon emojis and a player name. We don't want to overdo it on the show, but if it's, if it's called for, I will, I will toss a moonshot out. But moonshots are given sparingly, but sometimes uh, uh, generously on the show. So if you need a moonshot, if you're feeling down, you want your player to be called out. You just need a little extra pep in your step, and you want me to to pump up your guy. Now, I've got to agree. If I don't agree, I'm not giving a moonshot out to just anybody. We don't hand moonshots out to people like Candy. You have to earn a moonshot. You've got to do some hard work and get yourself in a position to where you're going to ball out like CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb got to work in the offseason. Did CeeDee Lamb sit around and and eat, uh, eat, you know, brownies and... And sit on the couch? No, he grew. He decided, I'm going to grow a half an inch. What did you guys do during the offseason? This guy literally said, you know what? Working out's not good enough. I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow a half inch. How's that? I'll grow a half inch. What do you think about that? He, he shows up. His clothes don't fit. He can't even put his helmet on anymore. He hits his head on the doorway. This guy comes in. What, what's his, his, his height? 6'2", 198 pounds. This man now, this is when he entered the NFL. This man probably is now 6'3", 208. 6'3", 208. Unbelievable news. CeeDee Lamb, 
is going to get, uh, where's our lamb? Get lambed. I don't know where our lambed, here it is. Get lambed. There it is. a boy, get lambed. Moonshot Jimmy G, no. Moonshot Darnell Mooney, no. I like Darnell Mooney, but we're not, we're not spinning a moonshot on him. I'm, I'm sorry, buddy boy. I'm sorry. Uh, let's get to the news. And now, for the news. To the moon. Javante Williams, uh, we wanted a moonshot here from Tariq. Tariq, appreciate you here, pal. All right. In the news, get rid of these. Order, make sure you send me a DM, pal. Um... We we didn't uh, we didn't get to some of this news y- yesterday, so I'm going to go through it as fast as I can. Uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said the league is nearing the end of the investigation period into Deshaun Watson. I think I had another uh, Watson piece of news somewhere around here. Maybe that was it. Actually, let me get that back on screen. Uh, so Deshaun Watson, uh, Roger Goodell thinks this will the 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 news will pop soon. Um, the attorney for Watson said, uh, July, June or July. So it's, it's possible we hear something by mid month coming up here. So maybe 15 to 25 days. I, I would imagine, I think sooner the better. I do believe that Goodell will try and rush this along. So let, let's call it like mid June. We'll call it 15 days into June, which gives us like, think, you know, the Brooks ghost think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. 20 to 22 days or whatever the end of number of days is, is when I think we should know. A lot of dynasty drafting will have taken place. A lot of best ball drafting, which you can do, I might add, over at Underdog Fantasy. So if you go to if you go to thefantasyfootballshow.com, um, and uh, let me put that in the in the graphic here, thefantasyfootballshow.com. Go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Click on the underdog banner that I have at the very, very top heading of the site and play underdog fantasy. But the reason you want to do that right now is because this this kid, I call everybody kid right now. Deshaun Watson is getting drafted really late. If news breaks that he's not going to be suspended, you're going to see him shoot up rankings. Javante Williams is getting uh, valued around 15 to probably like 18, 15 to 24. That's not going to happen, I think, in August or in September, especially if Melvin Gordon gets banged up or something, or news breaks that Melvin Gordon's not going to get as much work. It's going to be Javante season. You get a lot of beat reporters and people saying dumb things right now when it comes to Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon and a lot of players. Uh, but once one thing pops like that, then say goodbye. Brees Hall going in the third and fourth round and redraft, that's not going to continue. Take advantage of that in best ball. Uh, uh, Kenneth Walker going around five and six, sometimes seven, but let's call it five. Let's call it five to be safe. Let's say four is too early, Smitty. 
Stop drafting Kenneth Walker in round four in a redraft, Smitty. You could get away with it in round five. Okay, so let's call it five. Let's not call it seven. I know some of you see him in seven, but let's call it five. You're not going to see that. Kenneth Walker has top... I don't know how many times I have to talk about this. It's it, I, I love it because it gives me an opportunity to give you guys a league winner for a long period of time. I like that I'm going to continue to hammer home, beat a dead horse, the Kenneth Walker topic, because it gives me an opportunity to convince this person, that person, that person, to take this very low risk. There is risk. There's risk with every running back. Look at Javante last year. He didn't get fully fed. It happens. There's risk involved. But I love the idea that I have more time to convince more people that are watching my show as the outside world doesn't react and I get to say, Bob, Bob, Bob says, Smitty, give me a league winner, Smitty. Give me a league winner, Smitty. Tell me something that's going to win my league. Bob, I've got something for you. In second round range, anywhere in second round range, 2.1 to 2.12, you win your league with Javante Williams in round two. That won't last. That won't last. Kenneth Walker in round four. You win your league potentially, and there's risk involved, but it's very minimal because you're investing fourth and fifth round draft capital and redraft. You can win your league with Kenneth Walker in round four and five. It's it, Think Najee Harris last year. W- what did I tell you about Najee Harris? He's worth a top 10, 8, 9 overall pick. We'll call it 9 to 12, and people laughed at us. What did people say? Smitty, I took your advice and drafted uh, Najee Harris at 11, and I got laughed out of my league. And then this person comes back months later. Smitty, I won my league. Because people assumed that a rookie was going to bust because Clyde Edwards-Alaire busted. Hey, Smitty, you like Clyde. He busted. Why am I going to believe in Najee Harris? You're overvaluing rookies. Rookies, rookie running backs tend to ball out. One or two rookie running backs usually balls out. Clyde busted. Although I like Clyde in 2022, even though a lot of people are going to jump off the Clyde train, Clyde's a great value in 2022. You're looking at Clyde is is such a good value because Clyde is literally sitting in round seven. And you can dominate with Clyde in round seven if he lands. And if he doesn't land... You wasted a seventh round pick. Who cares? Clyde will easily earn seven round value. Like Clyde's not going to bust from seven round value. He could squeak by, play 10 games only, and earn you seventh round value. Seventh round value is a steal for Clyde. Kenneth Walker, out of all the names I've listed, probably Javante Williams and Kenneth Walker are the two league winners right now that I can provide my audience because you can grab Walker in round four or five. You can grab Javante as late as 24, but I would take him at 2.1. Second drafted player. Second, remember it. Slap yourself a little bit so you remember it. Second, anywhere in the second round, I'm taking Javante Williams. You slap yourself so you remember it. Um, That's how they knight you. They knight you, then they slap you so you remember your oath. Slap yourself. Remember it. Go into your draft. I'm drafted Javante at 2.1 to 2.12. He's my second drafted player. I win my league. Kenneth Walker, your fourth drafted player or fifth drafted player. You win your league. Best ball. That's the whole point of this discussion. Go into your best ball draft. Where is my... Here it is. 
go into your best ball draft and and dominate and dominate by let me just click this real quick sorry go go to thefantasyfootballshow.com click on the underdog fantasy banner that I have in the top heading of the site at thefantasyfootballshow.com and go draft Javante in as many leagues as you can best ball leagues as you can draft Kenneth Walker in as many as you can draft Deshaun Watson because you're getting him late now could bad news break on Deshaun absolutely could be out six to eight games they could also do a time serve kind of thing so anticipate maybe that but maybe they say we're going to address this after the the 22 cases are looked at and those get finalized we're going to hold back go ahead and play we won't impede on your 2022 season but know that we will come back and revisit this and potentially hand down a, a punishment if you are convicted or even if you settle, we're going to hold off until the end. That's certainly possible with Deshaun Watson. But get ready because I believe by mid-next month we will know. Here's some news today. Tyson, or yesterday, uh, Tyson Williams signing with the Colts. Not not a big deal. Doesn't really, uh, uh, doesn't really make me worried or make me want to cuff him necessarily. Uh, I suppose there's some, you know, some intrigue there. But here's the guy that's the cuff. And this is a weird report that dropped today. It says, Naheem Hines, speaking at OTA's Wednesday, Coach Frank Wright said, if I was a fantasy owner, I'd consider drafting Naheem Hines. And, and this is coach speak. You know, this is like John Gruden. You know, you could just sit there and go, John Gruden, uh, your fourth running back on the roster. How good is he? He's a good football player. He could be the best football player in the NFL. I, I absolutely love our fourth draft. What's his name? Steve. I love Steve. Our fourth draft. He's a fantastic football player. This guy comes comes and brings it every single game. There's not a tougher guy in the locker room than our fourth string guy. What about your third string guy? I love the third string guy. He's the, he's the toughest guy in the locker room. This is how coaches talk when they're asked about players or they've got to give updates. Don't worry about JT. However, this is a very, very good potential cuff situation that people forget about if you own JT keep in mind how involved this guy would be Naheem Hines if called upon to to fill in for an injured JT who got a lot of volume last year so JT missing games wouldn't be crazy and this guy's ability to catch passes and and be the PPR guy makes him the cuff not Tyson Williams or anybody else so if you draft JT you have to draft Hines you have to draft him. Uh, it's a must. It's a must cuff. Khalil Mack um, speaking at OTAs. Chargers. Uh, Brandon Staley said that uh, Khalil Mack could probably go full speed right now. I love what the Chargers are doing, and this is a big reason why Herbert the Goat will punch you in the throat and win an MVP type of uh, season. Take this team to a Super Bowl appearance, potentially win a Super Bowl. I wouldn't be shocked if Herbert scores as finishes as the number one quarterback in fantasy football 2022, which is not that bold because Herbert finished number two last year. So how bold are we really if we're putting him one? And it's weird and it's kind of uncomfortable and awkward when someone comes at you and says your Herbert prediction's bold when you say Literally, Herbert's going to score one spot higher than he did last year, given the field position he'll now be in, the ball control. Like, look, I understand some of the the counterpoints to the improved defense, right? 
improved defense. Uh, Smitty knows about the the Gruden drinking game. Every time he says "love a player," you drink. That you be you be you be passed out by the middle of the show if you started playing that game. Um, but but Herbert, here's the argument that people make against Herbert playing well this year because of the defensive improvement. Smitty, if the defense is so good, the offense is going to score less points because. They're just going to run the ball. They're going to be up big, or they're going to have ball control and, and waste time and not have as much time of possession. But here's the thing. When you move your football team down the field, okay, here's the the real important component as to why I believe Herbert's going to have the number one overall quarterback uh, uh, season in 2022. When you move the football down the field effectively, that's, that's good, right? You're going to be in scoring position. When... Your team puts you in scoring position on the regular more often than any other team in the NFL. You don't just run the football, especially when you have an arsenal and passing attack like the Chargers. This is one of those situations, like if you remember back when Tom Brady would have a really good defense and he'd throw for like 240 yards but have four or five TDs. Herbert's going to have games where maybe he doesn't need to throw for 345 yards or 410 yards. He might literally have 240-yard games instead of 300 because the defense is so good. But he will be tripping and falling into scoring position. He will literally be throwing three TDs in a fir- in one half in some games. He'll be throwing four or five TDs or at least three to four TDs on multiple occasions because of field position. The Chargers defense with Jackson, with Khalil Mack with the improvements they've made is going to be a problem for the NFL. And if anybody thinks Herbert's not going to be better off because of the defensive uh, improvements and they just try and predict that that's going to lead to to less need need to score the ball the football, that's that's I think backwards thinking. You want your quarterback in good field position. You want your quarterback in the red zone constantly. And if he is, he's going to throw three or four TDs in those games where he's constantly in field field goal range, scoring position uh, inside the 20s. Like, even if he has a bad yardage game, he'll have three and four TD games multiple occasions. And that's what's important about Justin Herbert and the improved defense. I think the Chargers have a really strong shot at winning the Super Bowl in 2022. I think they're you got the Bills... The Chargers and the Broncos, one of those AFC teams, I believe, will win the Super Bowl in 2022. I believe one of the Bucs, the Niners led by Trey Lance, and uh, the Bucs, the Niners, or the Rams. Bucs, Niners, Rams, one of those three teams will be heading to the Super Bowl. And I believe one of the Bills, the Chargers, or the Broncos, no, I don't think the Raiders, no, I don't think the Chiefs, I think it's one of those three teams facing one of those three teams. If I had to guess right now, I would say the Bills are the Chargers. I'm going to lean Chargers. I'm going to lean Chargers because of defense. I'm going to lean Rams. I'm going to lean Niners. I'll lean Rams or Niners, and I'm not a Niner fan. I'm not. A, I know a lot of you think I'm a Niner fan because I do a Niner show. I am a realist. I am a bold predictor. I am a player person. I am not a team person per se. I am a Cardinal fan, but I'm a fantasy football analyst and fan 
first, then I root for the Cardinals. I could care less about the Cardinals winning a game when it comes down to looking at football, analyzing football, talking about football. I don't need my team to win. I don't need the Cardinals to win. I don't really care if the Cardinals win when I have my analyst hat on. I've been doing this 20 years. I can compartmentalize this very, very well, and that's why it doesn't affect me. I don't talk Cardinal players up because they're my team. I don't let it affect me at all. In fact, that's probably why I put up a wall and don't care about the Cardinals winning or losing during a game because I don't want it affecting me at all. I don't want it affecting any of my analysis or create some kind of bias. I completely don't care. I'm able to shut it off. I have 20 years of experience doing it. That's why it's easy for me. I don't feel an obligation to root for the 49ers because I do a Niners show. I, I was very critical all year of the way that this was unfolding with Trey and Jimmy. I was very negative on it. I'm a realist. Trey Lance is so good. Trey Lance is so good in this team and defense and offense is so good. They will be one of the top three teams in the NFC. And I think they have a real strong shot at beating... I think the Bucks will be in the mix for sure, but I think it'll be the Rams and Niners. The, between those two teams, one of those teams will be making the 2022 Super Bowl, in my opinion. That's in my opinion. Uh, Eagles are a dark horse, says Macho. Definitely think they're they're in, in the mix here. We got a, a super chat from Cody. Cody dropping fire. Cody says, traded Godwin and, and Daryl Williams, who signed with the Cardinals. We'll get to that in a second. I got that right here. Um, for Deontay Johnson, Van Jefferson, Smitty approved. Um, I assume this is dynasty because you're not in a redraft league right now. I would probably say for now, I, I Smitty approved that. You've just been Smitty approved because you have this, this guy, uh, Godwin coming off an ACL tear. Like, I, I don't anticipate him having a, a strong season, at least the beginning of it. So, give me Deontay. But I don't love Deontay's situation right now. I don't think he's got the quarterback support. So, I, I'm not saying I don't, Smitty, approve it for this year. But, like, do I think it was an absolute home run? Um, I lean your direction. But it's not one of those trades where I'm like, oh, my God, you absolutely blasted him. Smitty is a closet Niner fan. Don't let him fool you. I know everybody wants me to be very badly. I get that. I get that. Uh, Godwin not having a good year with the ACL. It's really hard coming back from an ACL tear. Uh, Did he get a draft pick out of it? I don't know. Jimmy, not as good as Jimmy G. You're too, you're going to find out during voicemail why you picked Jimmy G now. Bruce, I don't know if I'm reading that right. I better not be. I better be reading that wrong. Like I traditionally do when I go too fast. Broncos will finish last in the division. Book it. You know, Terry, that wouldn't be crazy because it's the best division of football. Someone's got to finish last. Finishing last in the AFC West, Terry, could be like 12 wins. (laughs) Like, you literally have the best division we've ever seen, I think, in the history of the NFL. With the Chiefs or the Raiders, the, the Broncos, the Chargers. We, there is no better division in the history of the NFL, in my opinion, than this division right here. It's it's a it's like four super teams, and and maybe you're right. The Broncos the Broncos could win the Super Bowl, or they could finish last in the division. Finish, finishing last in the division could potentially 
still lead to a playoff berth because three wildcard teams make it. You got every division winner. So you have four division winners in the AFC making the the playoffs. Then you have three wildcard teams. So let's say the let's say the Chargers win the division. The Broncos, the Raiders, um, and the and uh, the Chiefs could all three grab all three of those wildcard spots, and not another team besides the other three division winners can make the playoffs. So it's it's certainly possible they get last in the division. I think it'll be the Raiders personally, but that you know, and you can't say that's crazy because I just told you the Broncos could win the Super Bowl, but I also admitted they could potentially finish last in the division. So it's not crazy to say the the Raiders will finish last in the division. It's a tough division. It's a tough division. Uh, here's some Jimmy G news. We'll we'll get to the Bruce. Let's find the Bruce's voice message because it, it, if he's going to say something about Jimmy G starting. We're going to have to blast them. Sorry, the Bruce, but we're, we're not tolerating. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life. Like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Not blasphemy in uh, in the show. Where's the Bruce at? Let's see here. Okay, I think I got it queued up here. So this news right here, speaking at OTAs, Niners coach Kyle Shanahan said on Jimmy G, I expect at some time he'll be traded. He'll... I expect that sometime he'll be traded, but it's not a guarantee. It went on hold when surgery happened. Like, what a botched situation that this one was. Like, we knew he wasn't getting... Nobody wants Jimmy G. No one wants... Jimmy G, I'm sorry to tell you, especially if Bruce... I don't know what the Bruce's question is going to be or comment, but Jimmy G is not a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. You can get mad at me all you want. You can get mad at me all you want. You can you can think that's false. You can think it's cap. You can think whatever you want. But you got to factor in that this kid, Jimmy... Everybody's a kid today. Why am I calling everybody a kid? He's not a kid. This old man, Jimmy G, is, is literally coming back from two injuries that both, in my opinion, required surgery. So Jimmy G is an injury risk times 10 walking into 2022. It's not like he 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 was able to 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 exit 2021 uninjured. This this man, this old man, and I I'm older than him, so I'm an older man than him. This old man right here is is not going to stay healthy. So when I say he's not a top 32 quarterback, stop acting like the injury part isn't part of it. Because when I say he's not even able to throw right now, you know what the person says? Well, when he's healthy, he's a top 32 quarterback. Smitty, you're crazy. He's number 25. Like, even if you think he's 27th, are we really going to argue 33 overall versus 27? If you think Jimmy G's in around 20, you're crazy. And you need to take a lap. Let's see what the Bruce says here. Dad's boss is having a, a, vote, a vote for the uh, 49ers starting quarterback between Trey Lance and Jimmy G. They're all going to listen for your pick of Trey Lance or Jimmy G. You can pick Trey Lance 
Or you can be a dick like me, the only person to pick, Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, okay, I don't even understand the Bruce, what we're doing here. Like, we get to pick what? Like, who who gets, to, what happens if I just, if, if I win? Like, what? I don't even know what's going on the Bruce. I'm going to tell you right now, you're never going to hear me pick Jimmy G. Like, why would I pick Jimmy G? Bruce, I don't know what's going on here. I don't even know. We don't use Jimmy G's name in the context of starting for an NFL team. Okay, the Bruce. So everybody's listening. I want everybody to hear me right now. Jimmy G is the 33rd best quarterback in the NFL on a good day when he's healthy and his thumb doesn't need surgery, his shoulder doesn't need surgery. Um, This guy throws a 12-inch foot long down the field, and that's it. His his longest throw is 12 inches downfield. Let's stop with the Jimmy G stuff. Trey Lance is going to be a top five to seven quarterback in fantasy football and in the NFL in 2022, this coming sophomore season. And if you think, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, Smitty, he's got to learn to read defenses. He's only a, he's barely a, he's like a, he's like a rookie, Smitty. He's not a rookie. He played last year. I know he didn't play 10 games like Burrow, but he took mental reps. He went through an entire playoff experience. He stepped up on the field, won a a playoff implicated game against a very tough at the time Texas defense that knocked off the Bengals. Not too long before that, Trey looked fantastic. And Trey looks fantastic now. He's showing leadership. He's texting all the rookies. He's doing all the right things. Amazing statement at the press conference when they said, how do you handle the negativity, Trey? And he said, in the most respectful ways possible, I don't care. Similar thing that Kinlaw said to to Grant Cohn. I don't know if anybody saw that. (laughs) That was crazy. Um, Let's get on. We got, God, our time flies. We got 20 minutes to get through the news, then get to the phone calls. Let me blast through this real quick. Colin Kaepernick. Uh, we'll work out for the Raiders Wednesday. I'll give you more info if anything uh, comes of that. Um, could he get a backup job? He certainly could, uh, but we'll see. Antonio Gibson. Uh, John uh, Kime believes Antonio Gibson's touches should remain high, though his usage could vary weekly. This is what we dealt with last year. Now, Gibson admittedly finished a lot higher than I thought he did last year in in running back scoring. I was actually shocked. I think he was, uh, what did he finish, like 10, 10, 11, 12? Was it somewhere around there? Higher than I thought. So, like, I realize he's talented. I, of course, want to own him in the right scenario. What's the right scenario? Uh, fourth round? Like, if I've seen him fall there. I don't think he'll fall there on the regular at all. But I've seen him fall in the fourth round. I'll take a gamble on him there. Am I drafting him in round two? Absolutely not. Am I drafting him in round three? It depends, but probably not because we're going to have guys like Brees Hall potentially there. Josh Allen, I'd rather take than Gibson um, and do the early quarterback scenario where instead of taking Gibby in the third round, I'll take Josh Allen. And then instead of taking you know my quarterback in round six, I'll take that running back like A.J. Dillon. Give me Josh Allen and A.J. Dillon versus the comparative example of of Gibson and quarterback in round six. It's it's apples to apples. You cannot say going quarterback early is a mistake if you're not comparing 
the end result. The quarterback you take versus the player that you end up taking in the round that the other person's taking the quarterback, it's all got to be compared apples to apples. Gibson, to me, is not worth a third-round pick, but I do like him in the fourth round. 4.1, fourth-drafted player, why not? Why not? I mean, he's got a lot of upside, but too much risk in the third round, if you ask me. Unless it's late third round, like almost like bookend third round, you know, type type of situation. If you were to like trade up and get like a late, a late third, and you still got like a top of the fourth, and you're like, man, you know, I'll re- I'll go early on the running back because I got another pick that I traded up for, and I got two tight picks at the end of three and top of four. I mean, like something like that. I can see myself going round three. Sam Darnold. Oh God, this what is this? Is this an old report? Like when I saw this, I'm like, this is this has to be a report from like a year and a half ago. Sam Darnold said he is confident that he can be one of the best quarterbacks in the in the league. What is he what's he talking about here? What's this guy doing? What's he what's he is he sniffing glue? Like what what's going on here? How do you how would you possibly think this of yourself if you're Sam Darnold? Um don't go near Sam Sam Darnold is worse than Jimmy G. That and that's hard to do. That's that means Sam Darnold's not even the thirty third best quarterback in the entire in the entire league. Yet he might start. Imagine if the Panthers get Jimmy G and Sam Darnold, they still won't have a starting quarterback inside the top thirty two. If both Darnold and Jimmy G are on the roster, this is a debacle going on in Carolina, and it makes me worry about Christian McCaffrey, who they might dial back anyway. Uh, Daryl Williams, a very good signing by the Cardinals. Very smart move because this 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 guy's pretty good. You know, he filled in nicely when he was called upon. Um, he can do pretty much anything. Uh, I, I think it was a very solid move. It reminds me a lot of Chase Edmonds anyway. And you throw Chase Edmonds, or you take Chase Edmonds out of the situation, you plug in Daryl Williams, let him do that Chase Edmonds role. He might do a better job than Chase Edmonds of playing Chase Edmonds. I kind of feel like this is a really under the radar smart move for the Arizona Cardinals, um, and I'm not. I'm always pretty critical of what they do. This is a good move right here. I don't. I don't mind it. Eno Benjamin, I like, but this is not good for Eno Benjamin. I still think he he, he has something to say about being the top guy, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, let's go to the voicemails. If you guys want to drop me a voicemail and you're not in the voicemail group, uh, first of all, DM me and say put me in the voicemail group, Smitty, and I'll put you in. Um, but even if you aren't, just send me a DM on Instagram. I'll look for it, and I'll try and get to it's it. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. This message is from... God, we got a lot of messages here. Here we go. Got a lot of them. What's up, Smitty? So I got a, I got a trade proposal here. Um, my wide receivers are Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, and Amari Cooper. My running backs are Mixon and Fournette. I was offered Mon- Montgomery, a first, number three, and a second, number three, for Devontae Adams. Do I do that? What was, what was the final part of that? Montgomery. I was offered Mon- Montgomery... A first, number three, and a second, number three, for Devontae Adams. Do I do that? So Montgomery in the third. So if it was Kenneth Walker, I would say yes. 
I don't I don't care so much about the second. I mean, it's nice to have, but I'm not going to value it here. I'm going to say the 1.3 rookie pick. The 1.3 rookie pick and Monty for Adams. If you're in rebuild mode and you can't win, I suppose you would have to consider it anyway. But I would I would rather have Adams if that if Walker's not falling. If Walker falls, give me give me Walker and Monty all day long over Adams. I'm telling you, this Walker kid's going to be a difference maker. And and it's funny how people say he can't catch. Nothing makes me more angry when somebody says a blanket blind statement like Kenneth Walker. But, Ken- but Kenneth Walker can't catch me. The, the, the balls it takes somebody to say that, first of all. This is Kenneth Walker's game log, okay? This is Kenneth Walker's game log. Look at these rushing totals here, okay? You have 200, the first line rushing column, 264 yards and four TDs. 57 yards and a TD. He had a down game there. Eight yards a carry, but just seven carries. Seven totes. I don't know if he got hurt in that game or what happened, but. Week number three. 172 yards on 27 totes of the rock. Um, Three receptions, 17 yards, and a touchdown in that game. If you're saying, why doesn't he catch footballs? Well, clearly, he caught footballs that game. Next game, 61 yards, down game. Next game, 24 totes, 126, three TDs. 233 the next game with a touchdown. 84 the next game. 197 yards and five TDs. Does it look like this man is busy? Does it look like this man is busy? I, I mean, I, I, I don't really know what else to say to you. If you're looking at this right here and you're asking me why he's not pulling in passes. When you're when you're creating TPS reports in your office, in your cubicle, do I come to you and ask you why you aren't making coffee? When When you're washing a car at your job, do I walk in and ask why you're not ringing people up at the register? When you're a banker at the bank and you're opening up a business checking account, do I walk in and ask you why you aren't helping people walking them to the ATM and showing them how to use the ATM as a concierge? It's mind-boggling to me that this dude's dropping like 150 yards a game and sometimes two and three touchdowns and there, and people have the audacity to be like, why isn't he catching passes? He's not a pass catcher. Look at the stats and ask me and tell me, when does he have time to do such things? You're really going to judge this man in a scheme. And he got transferred from another school the year, the year prior or whatever. And they had the same, same type of scheme. They didn't throw to him. They didn't throw to him. It's not his fault they didn't throw to him. Does anybody, when you watch Kenneth Walker navigate open space, okay, ready? Kenneth Walker bounces to the outside. He's running down the sideline. Completely stops, almost like Forrest Gump. Turns and does a complete L. Runs this way. Does another L. Runs this way. The dude's knifing all over the field. Finding open rushing lanes everywhere. Does anybody feel like this is the kind of guy that wouldn't catch the football well? Use your brain and think about it for a second. If you believe. If you're somebody that says he can't catch the football. 
He caught the football. He proved it at the combine. Him and Brees Hall had amazing combines, like flawless-looking combines. He proved he could catch the football just fine. And for people to say that a guy producing this kind of electricity on the field is probably, yeah, his downfall is he probably can't pull in a pass. You got some nerve. To assume that this this talent right here, dropping this kind of fire, navigating... Op- what is a, rece- a good receiving back? Somebody that navigates open spaces. Somebody that makes people miss. This guy forced more broken tackles, more missed forced missed tackles than anybody in college football. Number two in yardage. He had an elusive rating of number one. The number one elusive rated player in this draft class was Kenneth Walker. What makes a good pass-catching running back? A guy that can make people miss. A guy that knows how to navigate open spaces. What on earth makes anybody think that this guy won't translate into a good pass-catcher if you believe that, that because he didn't catch passes at the college level, that that has something to do with his talent and not the scheme? And what they were asking him to do, he didn't have time to catch passes. You're out of your mind. Kenneth Walker is going to be, mark my words, one of the most underrated pass-catching running backs we've seen in a decade. And could very well be a top five PPR running back at the next level. And I know your next comment, okay? Smitty shot me down and I have nowhere to go because you don't. If you're listening right now and you're against Kenneth Walker running the football, you just got shot down, okay? I don't know why I'm ducking underneath my banner. Like I'm, I'm talking, like put it to the side. There, we'll put it right there. If I shot you down and you're like, okay, okay. Again, Smitty, what O-line he running behind, running behind him? He's, he's got... Uh, the, the Seahawks run the ball well. They just improved their offensive line in the draft media. This is the perfect situation for him offensive line-wise. Um, if you're going to say, Smitty, they're not going to throw to him. Pete Carroll doesn't really throw to his running backs. Look, Chris Carson is no gem. And he pulled in, I believe, I think it was 43 receptions during the season. I'm not worried about this offense finding a way to get the football in the hands of a guy named Kenneth Walker. I'm not worried about them leaning on him fully. And again, this all comes down to please look at these numbers. Please watch his film. Please consider what it takes to be a good PPR back. His hands are fine. He tested them. They're proven. They're fine. Combine, workouts, we know he can catch the football. The question is, would he be good in open space? The answer is right in front of your face because he's the most elusive and electric player in college football in 2020-21. Absolutely craziness. Tariq. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. Happy Monday. I asked a couple of questions earlier this morning in the AM. Uh, I just wanted to know what your thoughts are on Kyler Murray and Debo Samuel not going to participate in the OTAs. Okay, I, th- I think we this is, these are old questions here. Hold on, let me try and find the new ones. If I missed any of these above, I'm sorry. This is Tariq. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. Happy Tuesday. Uh, my question for today is, and along with the comment, I know you're not very high on, on Gibby this year in 2022, but there's a report that his weekly touches could be minimal. But... Tariq's so funny. Every Tariq, I mean this in the nicest way. But every one of your questions is always one of the main news reports. It's funny. 
we covered that already. Hey, my question uh, is, is that. there a team that is a complete avoid? You avoid the whole situation, every player, everything. Uh, I mean, um, a, a whole team, avoid a whole team. Um, to be honest, like there are a couple scenarios that come to mind, but like there's like degrees to it, like ADPs. I would say the Bears feel a little bit like that. I like Monty in the fourth, late fourth to early fifth round, so that kind of breaks that 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 whole like I avoid all, all players on the team. But like I feel that way a little bit about the Bears. Um, looking at the teams right now, I'd say. Giants is one. I'm not going near Barkley. I'm just not like, could Barkley have a good year? He could. He could, but he feels a lot like, more likely to be CMC over the last two years than he does bounce back Barkley. Um, Titans a little bit too, because I'm not going near Derrick Henry at his ADP at all. Not even close. And I'm not going after Burks too much right now because I don't trust Tannehill. So I'd say the Titans. Um, New England, the only player I'm going after in New England is maybe, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I think, I think Harris is probably going too high for me. Texans feel uh, that way a little bit, but I do like Davis Mills. So I, w- I won't say that completely, but those are, those are my thoughts initially, like just walking you through it. Hey, Smitty, what do we think of Austin Hooper this year now that he's in uh, Tennessee? This is what I think of Austin Hooper. This is what I think of Austin Hooper. Hey, Smitty, can you talk about the uh, Patriots running back Love you, the Bruce. there? I was wondering if you expected any major changes to the Patriots offense now that Josh McDaniels is out of there and head coach of the Raiders and Bill Belichick is actually talking about maybe calling the plays. Is Damian Harris still an RB2 in your mind, or is there another running back in that room that you see has value this year? I like Harris, like I mentioned, but I, I think Ramondre Stevenson's the one guy that I'm going to invest in. I don't know that I'm investing in anybody else. Tariq. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq again. How's it going? I uh, wanted to ask your opinion on the 2022 offensive side of the ball for the Las Vegas Raiders from Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Kenyon Drake, and Josh Jacobs. Is there someone that you look to avoid to getting, or what's your thoughts on how their pass and run distributions are going to look like in 2022? Thanks, Great bro. question, Tariq. Um, I would say like Darren Waller's interesting, but he could also be an avoid. Like that's the thing. A lot of these guys can be an avoid or a good value. It's all about draft value. It's all about what you're spending in an auction where you're drafting them. I feel like, uh, I feel like, I feel like I, I don't love Jacobs really anywhere because he doesn't fall into a, a value range that that I feel like is wide enough or big enough that I I could like him on one end of the spectrum and not on the other. I feel like I don't like him anywhere where he's falling. Um I don't like Renfro. I, I, some people come in here and say Renfro season. Like that that that's head scratching to me. Cuz like you literally you put Devonte Adams on this roster, you lose a lot of targets there. Waller was injured last year. That's why Renfro stepped up. Um, so we're talking about, um, we're talking about, and we get some, mo- mo- we need some mods to come in here and, and, uh, and hit some of these, hit some of these. Let's see here. I think I took care of it. Um, 
Adams I like, but I still worry about Adams. I worry about Adams, and I worry about Tyreek Hill more than most people. I understand that they fall to a place where you kind of got to take them, but every time I take Adams, and every time I take Tyreek Hill, I don't. Lo- I I worry about the picks every single time. I'm not a huge fan of the draft selections. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I know you're a strong believer going the wide receiver, wide receiver approach this year in 2022, but let's just say I want to go the running back, running back approach in 2022 in auction redraft league. Uh, what's your take on that? How should I take this approach, and what running backs do you think I should try to target? Will it be an RB1 to RB2, or both RB1s if possible? Thanks, Paul. I don't know that I love one approach over the other. I mean, I'm a very, very well-known best player available drafter. I do think the best way is balance. If you can do it, best player available, you know, esque. Um, I say my favorite draft strategy period coming out of round one and two for any scenario I can, I can think up is if I'm talking about just round one and round two would be Jamar Chase or Jefferson. And then, Javante Williams. If you can give me Jamar Chase and Jefferson, or Jefferson, one of the two, and Javante, I feel like I'm walking out with two top five overall players. So that's my number one recommendation for everybody watching. Go get Javante in round two, get Jamar or Justin Jefferson in round one, and you literally have two of my top five overall players. What's better than that? I, I did a video not too long ago before Melvin Gordon came back on the two-headed monster to trade up into number two or three overall and take Javante Williams with JT. So you get the one pick out of the hat. That's your, your pick given to you. And you trade your second rounder up into round two or you trade your third and fourth rounder for whatever. Third, fourth, and fifth round. I've done that before. Third, fourth, and fifth for the 1.3 or something like that. And you take Javante. Now you don't even have to do that. You can do the two-headed monster because of Melvin Gordon signing. The phantom fear that people have about Melvin Gordon. It allows you to do the two-headed monster without even making a trade now. And, and to answer your question, the three best running backs to draft in a in a in a in a auction are guys that are not first round rated. Like in terms of fantasy, it's amazing. They all have running back one capability. Javante, Brees Hall, and Kenneth Walker. You can get two of those guys and have a boatload of money left to go get, uh, you know, a DK and a Jefferson, you know, and somebody else. So that would be my 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 approach there. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq again. Another question that I have is, based on the strength of schedule, you've always mentioned uh, recently that the Arizona Cardinals have the hardest strength to schedule. And I've also looked at the other schedules with the other teams, and I see that the Rams have a tough schedule as well. Uh, does this mean it should be a complete avoid any of the positional players on the offensive side for any of these two teams or any of the specific teams that have hard strength to schedule? Thanks, Bob. No, because think about it. If a team's struggling, they're, they're throwing the football. If the Cardinals are always down, they're going to be throwing the ball to get back into the game. So, no. Um, it Sometimes it plays into a player's value to be you know, going against a tough schedule in a way and just because you have the toughest schedule doesn't necessarily paint the picture about the offense or the defensive schedule, you know, the, or the rushing or the passing, de- you know, defensive schedule. Like you could have a really good rushing schedule playing the same team. You know, like it doesn't. Uh, we got we got to be careful when we say the Cardinals have the worst schedule in the NFL. 
what does that mean from a matchup perspective? Like, that doesn't mean that they're the best uh, or they have the, the, the worst rushing schedule. They have the worst overall schedule. Ziggy, show me the front door. I think the, it might be the mailman. I'm not sure. We also have a couple packages coming, so I do have to check that out. Just want to make sure it's the mailman. It's the mailman. Um, okay, thank you, Tariq, for the questions. The Bruce. Hey, Smitty, if you have Walker 1.1, where does White and Hall rank? Which one is at 1.2? Which one's 1.3? So I don't want to say I'm at 1.1 because that insinuates that I would draft Walker at 1.1. Saying I have Walker as my first ranked running back, quietly, you know, discreetly, that's different than saying 1.1. 1.1 insinuates it's a mock draft or it's a draft. And I'm not telling anyone to draft Kenneth Walker at 1.1. You don't have to. You don't have to. Drafting, in fact, drafting Kenneth Walker at 1.1 is reckless because he goes at least at 1.2 99% of the time. And he goes sometimes at three. So I would trade down to two. But in a draft, it's Brees Hall. It's Brees Hall, and then you trade up for Walker. Or if you have the 1.1 and you can't trade up for Walker and get both or whatever, trade down a pick. Don't do it and move your third rounder up to like two and a half. Like, that's not that's not going to... Like, do something significant with that downgrade. You should be able to command the world. Even one pick downgrade. To give someone control over getting Brees Hall... You should be getting the world. Um, so, but no, I, I don't condone drafting Kenneth Walker at 1.1. Unless, let's say you can't trade at all. I mean, then I say maybe you do, yeah. Smitty, how you doing? Storm but Brees Hall's too. Uh, can you give me a couple guys that you like? Uh, r- real quickly, Stormcat, I want to emphasize, I love Brees Hall. Me saying that Kenneth Walker is now my number one overall rookie quietly. I'm not drafting him there because you don't have to. Just like Javante Williams is my number two running back. I'm not drafting him at number two. I'm drafting him in the second round. But I think Brees Hall is phenomenal. I want to own both. Brees Hall could be a top ten running back. So just because I love Kenneth. A lot of people took my Kenneth Walker's move to number one content. And they said now you don't like Brees Hall. I didn't say anything of the sort. People are putting words in my mouth. I love Brees Hall. Brees Hall's a top 10 potential running back. There's a changing of the guard happening with Dalvin Cook, uh, Derek Henry, Joe Mixon's probably on his last elite year. Nick Chubb could be on his last elite year. You literally have like Swift, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. These guys are racing to the top five running backs to fight for a top five running back spot in Dynasty 2023 and beyond. Brees Hall's in that mix. I'm not saying a negative thing about Brees Hall just because I like Kenneth Walker. People think that. The uh, 12 and 13 spot at the turn, first round to second round. Thanks. I love Javante at 2.1. Again, anywhere as a second drafted player. Boom. Punch it. Pull the trigger. Do it. Um... DG3 says it. Yeah, that's what people say, bro. It's it's really weird. You don't like Brees Hall. Like, people say it all the time. I know you're joking, but people say it all the time now. Like, like what do you mean? They're like, I saw your video. You like Kenneth Walker better. Okay? So where did you see I didn't like Brees Hall? Well, I mean, if you like Kenneth Walker 1, you got to hate Brees Hall, right? <laughs> no, Bob. I don't know where you got from that point to that point, Bob, but you're wrong. You took the wrong path, Bob. 
Uh, what was the question here? Oh, so 2.1, the turn picks. Um, I lo- I mean, I love Javante Williams in one of those picks, the, a wide receiver. Um, it does, it does kind of, it does kind of make me feel like, uh, how come what? How come, how come what, DG3? I hope you're joking on this question. You said, do you, you don't like Hall, how come? I think you're joking. I think you're joking. Because I just literally explained it for like five straight minutes. I think you're joking. Um, what was I saying? Oh, one, 12, 13 bookend picks. Uh, hit that like button if you're new. Subscribe if you're new. Javante and a wide receiver is probably the best way. I don't think you're going to get a freaking Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, but I don't know. Smitty is too funny. Thank you, Fantasy Dog. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Please check my voicemail. I, I will do my best. I'm trying to get through these, pal. I'm trying to get through these. The Bruce, I think I got the Bruce. Hey, Smitty, my dad's boss is having a, a, re- a uh, for the- Yeah, that Jimmy G question. Hey, Smitty, did you get to watch the Deshaun Watson uh, accusers on HBO yesterday? And if so, what did you... I don't. I don't know what the Bruce is gonna say here. Did you? What was your takeaways from it? Okay, thank you. Um, I, I, you know, I've, I've read a lot of the affidavits, man. So there's a lot of craziness that's going on, and you know, it's, it's he said, she said. Um, there's different. There's weird motives involved. There's money involved. There's one attorney, attorney representing 22 people. So I don't know. I'm going to let it play out before I start making, you know, opinions and drawing conclusions on the situation. But I will say that, you know, Watson did put himself in a bad position regardless of whether, you know, he's innocent of the charges that are being brought against him. He did, you know, he did initiate all these interactions that did actually happen. Um, You know, he'd go to Instagram and DM some, you know, small time masseuse or esthetician or, or whatever. And be like, Hey, can you come to me? I'm here in town or whatever. And he'd do it. It wasn't just 22 people. It was 22 people that got brought into this situation, but, and he make a lot of them sign and, and, uh, uh, non-disclosure agreements and stuff. And like, why would you do that? You know, <laughs> like, so it, it was crazy. It was a crazy scenario. We'll have to see how it plays out. I, I think the league will probably do something. Uh, we got so many voice messages. Who would you say are the best, like, waiver wire ads, in your opinion? Uh, waiver wire ads. So you're in a dynasty league, I assume, and you need, you need a player or two to pick up. Algier, if he's there. Um, Ty, Ky, uh, Kyron Williams. Um, uh, Justin Ross. I like Justin Ross a lot. The KC wide receiver. Those come to mind. Nevin. Tony. What's up, Smitty? Tony. Uh, what do you guys think of, I know Jamar Chase is an A1, you know, starter. For dynasty, but what do we think about Higgins? Is he also up there? I mean, he, I'm seeing there's a lot of, a lot of people having that top ten for uh, dynasty. But what do you think about Higgins? I, I mean, I like Higgins, but no, I mean, I, 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 I don't. I have him as a wide receiver two. So many people have him as a wide receiver one. I, I think he's a good wide receiver two. I like Higgins a lot, but I think we're we're overdrafting him as a as a fantasy community. Guys, the Cooper Cup League is coming very very soon. Get on it, Terry. Joseph. Last year, Stafford and Brady had top five seasons in fantasy points. Do you think they could do it again this season? 
They could, but there's so much. There's so many quarterbacks that are going to ball out. Like Hertz is going to have a top potential five quarterback season. Um, you know, I I, I think it's going to be tougher for both of them to breach it. I think both of them could be outside the top five. So it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means it's really close. Hey, Smitty, how do we feel about Marquez Callaway this year? I was really high on him I, until the Saints signed Landry. And now I don't know how to feel about him. Uh, yeah, d- definitely feel like he disappointed me. I, I, had a, I had big expectations for one call away, Callaway. Uh, I mean, he looked so good in the preseason. Like, let's be real. He looked really good. Uh, preseason can trick you. So, you know, that one's on me. But I, I don't think I was necessarily wrong. I just think it was a perfect storm of, of bad situation, too. Because he, he he'd ended up getting, you know the raw end of the, the D, like he got double teamed out in week one because he was the only weapon. He didn't have like, he just didn't have a fair like situation, you know, each week it seemed. There was always something that got in the way. Uh, but I, I like him. He's very talented. I don't know if he could develop or not, but media. What's up, Smitty? This is just a message for all the Trey Lance off out there. Um, my guy, like the thing is, he's for the accuracy, you know, he's playing first a top five defense in practice every single day and so his accuracy is improving he has also changed up some of his arm mechanics um you can see it in in the videos that were posted yesterday by the media and so that that's something else that's going to improve like people gotta stop hating yeah he's gonna ball out bro he's gonna be a top five quarterback ziggy off um Voicemail group two. Hey, Smitty. Terry here. Uh, our, our linear draft is in uh, 10 days. So at the uh, 108, uh, guys that are kind of following that area are Christian Watson, Sky Moore, George Pickens, uh, Trey McBride, who I want nothing to do with. Um, between Watson and Pickens, the whole situation there with Aaron Rodgers, year to year with Green Bay, what's going to happen thereafter for Watson, quarterback play, and uh, with the uh, Pittsburgh situation, uh, I, I see one of these guys, Deontay or Claypool, not being around the following year. Um, good coaching staff with Tomlin. So uh, what do you think of Pickens' uh, value at 108 uh, or versus uh, Christian Watson? What would you uh, take at 108 there in uh, linear draft? Well, assuming Rashad, Thanks, Rash- assuming Rashad White's gone, he's my top you know he's like my third or fourth overall rookie um i watson by a mile like pick pickens is like multiple steps away from being in a good situation watson watson's in a great situation and even if rogers leaves after two years green bay's at least he's going to be developed by then and they'll figure it out um versus like having to figure it out as well already in pittsburgh like pittsburgh's got to figure it out too and they don't have a plan um, I don't think they have a plan. I mean, Pickett could be okay. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, okay. That that that's gonna that's all she wrote today. Good people. Uh, we have seventy people still in here. Please punch the thumbs up. Subscribe if you're new uh, to the show. Hit that subscribe button if you're new, and wipe your feet at the door. Uh, top super chatter of the year so far in a single live stream is still Michael KCPA with a hundred ninety nine dollar uh, super chatter roo. Appreciate you doing that, Michael, and appreciate everybody else who drops Super Chats. You don't have to drop what Michael dropped, uh, but if anybody does want to knock them off, go ahead and knock them off. 
70 in here, 49 likes. Guys, punch the like button. Terry, how many likes we got? How many likes we got, Terry? Terry's on patrol. Terry's on patrol. Uh, punch that punch that thumbs up how many how many likes we got and get on over to, to thefantasyfootballshow.com guys i've got an announcement to make i don't know if i, I actually officially announced this uh, last show but the fantasy football show is now sleeper sleeper you is merged into this domain name basically it's a domain branding change um, there's no more sleeperu.com it is all thefantasyfootballshow.com Actually, more content than before. Uh, this is a, a, a graphic of, of the site, of the homepage, articles, rankings. Uh, I have more rankings than, than you'll find pretty much anywhere because I have rookie rankings, super rookie rankings. And super rookie rankings incorporate the, the, the rookies and the sophomores only. I coined this a long time ago. Now people do this all the time. They, there's actually leagues that, that are based on this. So your boy Smitty's been doing this for 20 years. Um, video courses, text advice. Um, I got a auction, uh, Tariq, if you're watching, I got an auction one coming up. I, I'm sorry. I haven't gotten to you, that to you yet. Um, I, I'll let you know when that's available. Uh, I've got uh, text advice, um, dynasty channel, Ricky. I plan on doing one video a day. I just got to get back on course for that. So that means I might do a, a video tonight. It'd be like an eight to 10 minute video. Plus I do the live, uh, live mock drafting dynasty mock drafting. So please get on over to the dynasty channel and subscribe to the dynasty channel if you're watching right now and you're not subscribed to the dynasty channel i'm going to drop that in the in the chat right now um you gotta you gotta get over there so youtube.com slash dynasty fantasy football i just dropped that link go subscribe to that channel i'm going to pin the link right now um if you want a dynasty mock draft it has to be on this channel we're not doing dynasty mock drafts on this main channel that's the only thing I'm taking away necessarily from from the channel uh, is the fact that we have a dynasty dynasty mocks only over there. Uh, I didn't sell the domain name, Brian. No, I'm just I wanted to I wanted to merge. I've got these two brands and I wanted to merge them together. So everything's under the fantasy football show. Uh, Smitty1.com. All sleeper you and Smitty1 both redirect to the fantasyfootballshow.com. I'm not sure if I'm just gonna. Not not get rid of those. I mean, obviously, I'll keep those brands and entities or whatever. But I, I'm pretty sure I, I I might just push out the fantasyfootballshow.com and not make things any more confusing than it has to be. Although I still may use smitty1.com for the ongoing promotion. Like, what am I talking about this month? Let's say merch. Doing merch, I'm going to direct smitty1.com to that promo. Uh, you want to sign up for the Cooper Cup League? I got a form that you can fill out or a. This or that, that you can go to Smitty One. You know, I might use Smitty One.com in that capacity. I'm not sure yet, but thefantasyfootballshow.com is where everything's at. You making bad trades? You are off our sacks. You are made off our sacks. Stop making bad trade offers. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Because I invented the trade calculator in 2003. The first instant-based trade calculator you see right in the middle of the screen here in blue. Um, where you can run your trade instantly through the trade calculator. It gives you dynasty values and redraft values. And you can make great trades. You can evaluate great trades. It, you can't trick it because it uses auction dollars to equate everything. 
Um, so like example, if you're going to trade a JT for a CD lamb and a AJ Brown, it's going to look at it from an auction dollar perspective. How much is JT? Well, let's say $70 out of $200. Well, he's going to get a score of $70 out of $200. And even if you don't understand auction dollars, it still gives you the numbers and you, you know, Hey, that player is better than that player. So if you're getting a, a 45, $48 AJ Brown and a $55 CD lamb, you're getting literally a hundred dollars roughly for those two players. And you're giving uh, somebody a $70 JT. So it's going to value it. You can't really trick it. You can do multiple player trades. Um, so get on over there to the fantasy Not to mention if you get my lifetime membership, the top level membership, I give you two years of my text advice. This is my one-on-one phone. This is my phone, my regular phone. This is my text line. I carry both of them with me at all times. Miss Smitty, you need milk? Okay, I'll get the milk. Oh, Bob, yeah, take number, take that player right there, Bob. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Punch it, Bob. Great trade. Bob, you're awesome. Oh, Miss Smitty, you still there? Okay, I'm sorry. I'll get milk right now. I literally carry both these phones around with me at all times. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're new. I am your one-stop shop for fantasy football content. Don't go anywhere else. I've got you covered. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, every single Monday through Friday. Appreciate you. How often do you go live on the other show? Um, every video I do on the Dynasty channel is a live. Is a quick 8 to 10 minute live stream. I, I do some post-production stuff, but to keep up with the one video every day is probably going to be a live. It'll probably be a very late night live where I go live for 8 to 10 minutes. I'm going to make the Dynasty channel 8 to 10 minutes, and that's it. I cut it off. I exit the live. I don't care if we're in the middle of a a topic. It's got to be 8 to 12 minutes every single day on on one Dynasty player. The Dynasty channel, channel will be about one player at a time other than the live mock drafts, which will be more than 10 minutes. Subscribe if you're new. TheFantasyFootballShow.com. Get your text advice and comment in the video I, I, I answer. Appreciate you, the Bruce. Thank you, DG3. Appreciate you. Later, everybody. See you tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern.